Welcome to the Odds Makers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports. The line starts here as we take you behind the counter for an all-access look at the biggest events in sports. Through the minds of career Las Vegas odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Want the very best in odds boosts, promotions, and contests? Download the Superbook Sports app. Follow us at Superbook Sports on social media and head to Superbook.com. Superbook.com today. Now let's jump behind the counter and talk with the odds makers before we get our wagers down. Here's your MC, Jonathan Von Tobel. What's up, everybody? Welcome in another edition of the Odds Makers presented by Superbook Sports. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Jay Corningane, John Murray, stars of the program, literal faces of the program are here today. Here being the Superbook at Westgate Las Vegas. John, Jay, what's going on? Well, I'll let John go first. Right. I got a lot of problems, honestly. You know, this this headset doesn't work. Uh, they brought in our producer, Mike Rigg. They flew him in from from Denver to do the show, and I can't even hear anything. I mean, why am I wearing this thing? This is ridiculous. I can't even, it doesn't even do anything. It's just a prop. Very true. It's hard to work in conditions like this, I, know. I will say. As a, as a fellow star. This guy, Rigg, yeah. goes to Portugal for three months, and he comes back, he gives me a busted headset, and he, he tells me to do the show. Oh, sure. Let's start the show. On the Superbook Dime, from what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. I can't afford John a new headset. All right. How was NFL Week 15, College Football Conference Championships? Uh, what did that look like for you guys last weekend? Anything notable in terms of results? All right. Good. The Friday, the Friday game. <laughs> hey, the, no, the, the, the Utah game no, was. Well, Utah we won, game, we yeah. won a ton on the Pac-12 Friday, Championship. Yeah. yeah. Friday was a really good day because yeah. of Utah. I mean, of course, everybody was on USC. But the other days were just um, break even. I mean, it, it wasn't, wasn't anything... Extraordinary, that's for sure. But the the handle was good Saturday, even though, I don't know, we had kind of a lackluster championship Saturday compared to years past, but action was okay. It's definitely affected during the holidays. During the holidays, things start to slow down a little bit, and that's exactly what we saw this weekend. Did you guys have anything notable to pay out in terms of uh, conference championship futures? Uh, These are about the times, remember? right? Not really. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of favorites won the, the conferences. Kansas State, I know there were some tickets on them, but... Georgia was a big favorite. Michigan was certainly not a long shot at all. Utah was one of the favorites in the Pac-12. Really wasn't anything too noteworthy. What about the National Football League? What favorites? 13-1-1 straight up or something like that uh, this last weekend? Is that good for betters? It's generally different for every single book. So judging by your guys' reaction, nothing crazy from Sunday in terms of results that were bad for you? Yeah, if you were to tell me that stat before yeah. they were played out and was like, oh my gosh, you know, it's going to be a rough day, but we actually did okay. We broke even despite all the favorites coming in. We had some pretty good house play in here, some really big players, and uh, there was a mixture of results with them. Again, it was just a break-even day, but um, if you would have told me 13-1-1 one one or whatever it was, mm-hmm. I, was I would have cringed and said, okay. I'm we would have done okay off. if Von Tobel's Colts could have covered the spread. Yeah. Or at least cover the first half. They. Look They're good. down by one. They got the ball How with like was that? 50 seconds left in the first half. They throw a pick, yeah. and Dallas scores a touchdown. Halftime score, I believe, was 21 to 13. First half spread was seven. Uh, what do you say about that, John? Well, uh, I would say that I they need to lose games so they can get one of these young oh, quarterbacks. So yeah, but as a paid yeah, influencer for Superbook, like yourself, oh okay, you should care about the bottom line of the that's company. That's a very good point. I was also told my future's on the rock. So you know what? That was terrible. <laughs> Murray's still bitter. He, he had like I was bitter plus 32 in the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry. Before, I, was, I was not happy with that. John, before we move on, mm-hmm. I feel like, do I want to give you the floor to make a joke about uh, Jeff Brum and the uh, decision to 
kick a field goal to make that a nine score game um, when they were down by two scores. Well, that wasn't good for us either. You no. know, honestly, we, we, we had some, some big bets on Michigan there. And when they did that, I actually thought we were going to cover. And then they do the onsides kick. Michigan could have kneeled it out. Mm-hmm. They could have just kneeled out the game. I think Coach Harbaugh was aware of the point spread, if I'm being honest with you. I, I'm not accusing anyone of anything, to be clear. Right. It's just what I believe. I think Harbaugh is more of like a, uh, I don't know what the term is that is safe for a podcast. So I'll just say a guy that really needs to prove himself for some reason, despite success. So you're kind you of accusing him of self-esteem? knowing the point spread, right? Yeah. But well, nothing he, beyond that. That's he what I'm saying. Accusing no, him. No, of course. <laughs> now, what, what percentage of coaches do you think know the point oh, spread all these days? All of them. All of them? I think every single one of them. I think mm-hmm. so too. You yeah. can't, you can't even avoid it. If you watch a pregame show nowadays, all they do is talk about I betting. Mean, let's look at Nick they Saban. They barely even talk about the game anymore. Nick Saban was out there begging to media during conference championship weekend about his team making mm-hmm. it to the playoff. And one of the points he kept making was we would be favored. Mm-hmm. I think in like two of the three games or whatever, what he kept making the case, he brought it up. He knows they all don't. Times change. I've had one coach ask me what the point spread was. I mean, that was like six, seven years ago. Yeah. That was the first time. And the only time. That they asked me, but as soon as they found out that I worked for a sports book, it was like taboo. They'd walk away. <laughs> Just stop talking to you. Or maybe it was... pretty much. Nowadays, that same coach would probably want to be paid to be an influencer for the sports book. <laughs> Just like me. Neil. Just we, like John Von Tobel. We move on. National Football League Week 14, games of the week as we do here on the Oddsmakers. Jets at Bills. Jay, we will start with you. A uh, somewhat interesting game. You guys, not, not a real adjustment from your guys' look-ahead line. You guys, uh, look-ahead was nine. You reopened at Superbook at nine and a half, the total 44. So we haven't had a real move here. The only thing of note is that Mike White and the New York Jets are playing competent offense, and the Bills are kind of rocky with the way that they've been playing lately. Well, they look pretty good. The Bills did last week, and I got to say the Jets keep plugging along, you know, and they're surprising a lot of uh, folks out there. White has really improved this team. They had a chance to win. They could have won that game against Minnesota. Big game for both teams. Uh, you know, Jets look like they're, you know, vying for a wild card. Bills are still trying to get the number one seed. The Chiefs and I think the Chiefs and Bills have the same record. You got uh, a couple of teams with four losses right behind them. So pretty big game for the AFC East. We took some money on them, uh, some sharp money on the Bills at minus nine. I believe that's where we open. Uh, I think we took like 20K or something like that on, on the uh, Bills minus nine. And it's been settling in at nine and a half since then. Does the Von Miller injury from a big picture standpoint adjust the futures odd at all? Uh, for those who don't know, Von Miller, of course, 20 CL going to be done. We didn't adjust the futures no. based off that. But, I mean, he's obviously a, a, a big player, great player, and he's been surprisingly good in Buffalo. I, I wasn't expecting that. You know, I thought he had too many miles on him. But, uh, you know, he's going to be missed by this team. But it's not something that we would move the futures on. All right, John, I will go to you for this next matchup, NFC North meeting between the Lions and the Vikings. This is what this is interesting because of where we were at when you guys put the uh, look-ahead lineup, or as you call it, was it the 12-day line, the 10-day yeah, line? 12-day. Um, three was the 12-day line for the Minnesota Vikings. They were favored, reopens at Superbook at one and a half, and we are now at Lions minus two and a half. What's behind the move here? Well, you probably would have to argue that was a bad 12-day line. I mean, those are, those are tough to set. We got bet on it right away when we put it up, and... And then you saw the betting last week on the Vikings game. All the wise guys bet the Jets last week against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And the Jets probably should have covered. They, were, they had first and goal twice late in the fourth quarter. They score a touchdown either time. They win that game. And all those Jets betters get rewarded. We see all the money come in against Minnesota pretty much every week. I know they're 10-2, and two, but the sharp guys are fading them basically every week. And, and I think maybe uh, we just didn't set a good 12-day number there. Plus, Detroit's hot. 
Detroit, uh, they're playing really well right now. I think they've won four games out of five, and the only loss was to mm-hmm. Buffalo. There's not much shame in that. Going back to uh, John's point of the Sharps always betting against the Vikings, it's so true, but they're also kind of, you know, on this Lions wagon too. Mm-hmm. The Sharps are getting a lot of, or are supporting the Lions over the last uh, few weeks, and they've been rewarded for that. Um, we had a pretty big play on the Lions minus one earlier in the week, but uh, just looking at the ticket count, it's about 55% on the Lions. And, you know, you're talking about a Vikings team is 10-2. and two. I, I would expect that maybe to even out just a little bit by the time we get to Sunday. Uh, but in the early going, you can see the support for the Lions, and I'd say most of that's like educated play. Well, and let's be uh, because Jay, uh, you and I have discussed this. I know I've talked about this with John on multiple different you know, uh, outlets and shows and whatever it is. They were playing it early. Sharps and educated play are not coming out and laying two and a half of the Detroit Lions as of this point right now, right? That's correct. That's why you saw one of the sharp plays that we took it was minus one, and I think the market still moved up from there. Sharps won't lay two and a half, but the public. Right. I, you know, I, I think the public will will back or support the Vikings. I think it'll be really close. I don't think it's going to be lopsided, but the Lions are certainly getting some public support. All right, we move on from there, and we go to the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to hit the road, take on the New York Giants. Giants coming off of a tie with John's team, the Washington Football Club, yeah. the Commanders. <laughs> uh, Eagles, 12-day line here was six. Now uh, we're looking at seven in favor of Philadelphia with a total of 44 and a half. Jay, we go to you here. I thought it was interesting last week. I was making the case, and they, they proved it right. It was kind of like a market discount for Philly, right? The, the betters had not been paid off with Philly. They had been really covering numbers consistently. So then we see the shortest number they had laid since week two against Tennessee, and they blew out the Titans, and it was relatively comfortable. Now full seven on the road against New York. And I think you're going to see that uh, again. I think you're going to get some more support for the Eagles here. Like you said, we opened six and a half. But I, I looked at this game before we came on the air. It's like, we have no money on this game. I mean, I, I think it's a pretty interesting matchup. I, I think it's a, a big matchup. But as far as the interest from just the general public, there's absolutely like zero tickets on this game. Um, it's uh, unfortunate, I guess. I think it'll pick up once we get to the weekend. But uh, once the Eagles get rolling again, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know they garner a lot of uh, general public support. Will the Giants go over their win total? It was seven, so they're sitting on seven. The rest of their schedule is Philly, Washington, Minnesota, Indianapolis, and Philadelphia. Yes. You think they're going to get one of those? I'm over. Okay. All right. Where do they play Minnesota? I'll tell you right now. They are going to be at Minnesota. It's mm. going to be close. It's going to be tight, right? Did you say the Colts? They get the Colts at home. Okay. Be able to be what is that Sorry, okay? That's a, it's a matter of fact okay. They better win that game. I'd like to have an over ticket right now. Uh, I, I've got over seven, and they're stuck in neutral. And I got to tell you, it's a push. That's great. but uh, They call that a like free roll, that. John. Uh, that's what they say. I'd like... I don't know what that I, I don't know what it is, but I want my money is essentially what I'm saying. So I want to win money on this. You'll get it. Okay. Congrats. What if they get another tie? Should that oh, be two ties? <laughs> two, yeah. Would I get that? Is that a house rule? Two no. ties equals one uh, win, so you're no, over your win. It's NFL win totals, not oh, NFL cool. win plus tie totals. <laughs> okay, I like it. You know, the World Cup fans like that. Uh, I was giving them yeah. three way line. There you go. For football. We should start doing you should guys should start doing that. Huh? We talked about doing that. We talked about doing that for overtime in progress wagering, having yeah. a three way price. It's funny. <laughs> Eagles win, Giants win, draw. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Buccaneers at 49ers. We'll move on from there to uh, an interesting game, narrative wise, and I guess from a standing standpoint. John, uh, we will go to you. Brock mm-hmm. Purdy era begins for the San Francisco 49ers last week. Good news for the 49ers, by the way because Jimmy G does not need surgery, could come back in the postseason, it seems. But this game in particular, what is the adjustment for a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo from a point spread perspective to a seventh-round rookie in Brock Purdy? 
Well, you, you got to make a pretty big adjustment, even though Jimmy G doesn't really move the needle too much. We have no idea what to make of Brock Purdy. We have no idea what he's capable of at all. I'm sure that they're going to bring in the oars, so to speak, and just run the ball, rely on their defense. Luckily for them in this matchup, they're playing a Tampa Bay team that doesn't really score at all. Mm -hmm. I think it's funny how every Buccaneers win is like the same formula where they, they've got like three points going to the fourth quarter and their defense has kept them in the game the whole way. And then Brady leads one or two touchdown drives and then they talk about Brady and they give him all the credit for like a 13 to 10 win. Uh, I find it a little amusing, but uh, they're going to keep this game as low scoring as possible. That's what, that's what the 49ers are going to try to do and just make sure Brock Purdy doesn't lose the game for them. I, I thought the Niners were the best team in the NFC with Jimmy G. And I think they still are going to be there in the playoffs. Like you guys mentioned, Minnesota, if the 49ers get the three seed, and they win that wild card game at home. They probably would play the Vikings on the road in round two. They could definitely win that game if we assume Minnesota's going to be the two seed. Why not? So I think the 49ers could still get as far as the NFC Championship game. We talked about the Cowboys last week, and for some reason they're a little bit under the radar, maybe because the Eagles are sharing that limelight out of the East. But um, I think the Cowboys were the best team. But with uh, Jimmy back there, I, I was right up there with you on, on the 49ers, but I just can't see it with Brock. And maybe Jimmy comes back, maybe he comes back, but uh, I, I agree. I think that's going to be a very conservative game plan here. The Sharps already took four. We took some Sharp money at plus four, so you know they're already going against Brock. And uh, I wouldn't surpri be surprised if that continues, even though um, unless it go, I, I can't imagine this going back to four. I can see it going down to three. So the Superbook over uh, in New Jersey still has San Francisco 49ers at 10 to 1. So it's a two-part question for you guys. First off, it doesn't seem like you made that much of an adjustment, right, from a future standpoint after this Jimmy Garoppolo news. Because how much of this is Kyle Shanahan? Like, right, like Shanahan has a lot of respect. Sharp betters like Kyle Shanahan a lot. It's why this 49ers team is consistently ranked pretty high. The roster is really good, but Shanahan is one of the more respected guys that has an impact, it seems. Well, I think John hit it on the head. He yeah. said Jimmy G's really wasn't really worth that much. No. I think that, I mean, no disrespect. Well, they, they tried, sorry, to, Jimmy. They tried yeah. to bench Jimmy G for a rookie quarterback or a mm -hmm. second-year quarterback that they didn't really know what they had there either. Yeah, what was that I mean, they, they, they made a point to trade up in the draft. They invested all this draft capital in Trey Lance, and they tried, even though Jimmy G was like one drive away from the Super Bowl last year, they tried to turn the team over to Lance, and he got hurt. So they, don't really, they didn't really want Jimmy G to be in there in the first place. I mean, we'll see what Purdy can do, but I don't know how big this loss really is because Garoppolo wasn't really asked to do much to begin with. Well, they did say Jimmy G wasn't, well, they didn't literally say it, but they did act like it, that Jimmy G wasn't their guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, they made that clear. For sure. All right, we move on to uh, arguably uh, the game of the week. The Dolphins uh, continue their stay along the West Coast. They'll be on the road against the Los Angeles Chargers, a super book uh, in terms of the opener for this game, or as a reference, the look-ahead line, originally Miami minus one. They go, they get beat up by San Francisco. Tua gets injured, and yet we see this adjustment. Three now, with shaded juice to the favorite, minus 120. So uh, with this one, uh, what is behind an adjustment here, Jay, where a team goes on the road, gets beat relatively thoroughly, and then now gets to take on the Los Angeles Chargers, and that number goes up from the 12-day line? Yeah, it really depends on what, you know, uh, you know, how serious the injury is and what it does to his playing ability. You know, is he 80%? Is he 90%? 95%? We're not sure. We did take some money, uh, some sharp money at three, minus three even. 
So now it's minus $3.20. So it was kind of moving in that direction. Tua, I can't even remember who the backup is. Do you remember? Jacoby Brissett? Uh, no, oh, I believe it's no. Teddy Bridgewater. Or Skyler Thompson. Oh, it's Bridgewater. Yeah. Teddy oh. Bridgewater. Is it Bridgewater? It is, well, Skylar Thompson got into the game. Bridgewater is part that I think he might be still hurt, but still, Skylar Thompson is the guy who got onto the field in the loss to the 49ers. Well, that's always going to determine, you know, how much of an adjustment it is. Mm-hmm. You know, that drop off. Who is Skylar Thompson? Uh, he is also a rookie. Played at uh, Kansas State. We yes. were never heard of him from. Uh, he had an incredible preseason. Never what heard are you of such about? a person in my life. <laughs> the Miami, the Miami Dolphins. So, like from an action standpoint, this is what I find interesting about this game. Can I ask you guys? So the Chargers open up as road favorites against the Raiders last week, and then they get fed all the way. We know what happens, and they lose that game. The Raiders win relatively comfortably. I think the rating for the Chargers seems kind of be all over the place, right? The market had a lot of respect for the Chargers. A lot Chargers. of injuries, John. That's a good point. That okay. line moved. Yep. That line moved late in the week because a lot of the Chargers players were ruled out of that game. Okay. And and it looked like the line move was correct because the the Raiders took care of business on Sunday. The Chargers are always injured. I feel That's like very true. Mm-hmm. And we talk about Tua potentially being hurt, and whoever the backup is, whoever this made up person is, you're talking about. <laughs> Justin Herbert is hurt. Justin Herbert is not a hundred percent. He hasn't been a hundred percent the whole season. And I think if the, if the Chargers don't make the playoffs, that'll be a big reason why. Well, is the receivers were hurt too. Oh, his receivers right. are always. Hurt. Oh, he hasn't yeah, had I a mean, full receiver court. Mike Williams. Right. Mike Williams gets hurt like on the way to the game. Those guys are yeah. always. And Allen's the same. Keenan Allen got hurt in the bye week. Yeah. Who's that? Oh, that Keenan Allen. He got oh. he got hurt in the bye week. Could happen hey. to anybody. Yep. Those guys are always banged up and hurt. And uh, Herbert, what was it like week two against Jacksonville? He got hurt or, or mm. something, something like or no? He was he no, played against Jacksonville when he was hurt. Yeah. They they should have maybe held him out at the beginning of the season. Because I feel like he hasn't been right the whole way. It was the famously, it was a Thursday night game. I think it was the first one where oh, yeah. he took a shot in the ribs and then looked terrible on the first throw and then laced like a 47 yeah. yard dime down the field the next That time. was the first Amazon Prime game. It was. It was. Those are hard to find. Uh, for the record, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is officially listed as the second guy on the depth chart for the Miami Dolphins, but he has been carrying a questionable tag almost every single game. So Skylar Thompson did get that snap against the San Francisco 49ers. So just putting it out there. We're all Thanks for clearing that up. There you go. I'm an influencer, but I'm also a man of uh, truth. <laughs> so we need to put that out there. It's time for the big ticket. Hey, Jay, any tickets raise your eyebrows this week at the Superbook? We had that uh, larger wager on the Dolphins minus three even. We're 35K there. I mean, not too bad. We had some more money on the Lions at minus one. And mentioned earlier that we had the Bills at minus nine. So that's the only thing so far. Nothing... Outside of that, I haven't seen anything UFC-wise. I know there's been a lot of canceled fights, right, including the main bout. So we haven't seen any big UFC fights at this time. Just a a couple of uh, bigger NFL plays, and that's it right now. We are pressed for time, but I would love to uh, pick your guys' brains on the... uh... The uh, hullabaloo around the UFC and the betting kerfuffle that has happened oh, yeah. recently. But, uh, well, we can't do that on the air. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we'll we'll talk offline. Out. Okay. All right. Off the Once record. the cameras like stop it. rolling. Rig, uh, I don't know if I trust him with that kind of material. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so. not sure what you guys are talking about. Let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge. Hey, guys, what's shaking in your super contest this week? A uh, super contest update. Heineken 21, 4-1, alone in first place. Uh, 46 out of a possible 65 points, hitting at 71%. Last week, was that the first week of a six-week and uh, three-week contest? Is that is that the case? 
Yeah, I guess you're right. Week 13. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Touche. Just ask it. Just ask. And you went, and you, according to this rundown I have, you went four and one. Inspired by your your chiding yeah. of me last week, I was right. like, not only am I going to get these things in, yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go for it all. With a the homer, Colts. a homer pick on Indianapolis, I see. Yeah. Well, the, a homer pick, yeah. or I don't think there's going to nice. be many people picking this side, and uh, right. it was the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> not picking them is the case. Okay. I see that. Oh, did you submit those in person? I did. I was here. Uh, okay. I was here. I was here. Well, we do have a we do have a phone app. Mm-hmm. I like I like to get out. I like to get out. Although, can I tell you? No, I'm not going to tell you. Actually, I'll tell you. No, tell me. It was a Saturday at 10 p.m. and I sat up and I was like, oh, I got to go. Oh <laughs> you know, I know we're, we are pressed for time. The schedule is the same every week. I know. I, I know. mean, it's like it's always Saturdays and it closes at the same time. John, the lines come out Wednesday. As you know, I'm a worker. I yeah. got a lot well, going yes, on. All right. I got a lot yes, of jobs. I've got a lot of offspring. I've got a lot of things going <laughs> on in my life. All right. You're a busy guy. That's right. I I'm am. saying the schedule. Pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah, you guys are busy too, so we got to get. We, I'm getting okay. it. Let's go. Okay. College football playoff lines. They are up. I don't want to open the can of worms. Of do you think it was the right four teams that are in? So we'll just start with the games themselves. Fiesta Bowl, Michigan, TCU. This is going to be interesting, Jay. I'll start with you because I think a lot of people initially saw this and were like, "Oh man, TCU stakes. Michigan's going to roll them." The support's been on TCU early, has it not? It has, and it's from the sharp guys. Actually, they took nine, took uh, eight and a half. We're down to eight now. Wow. And um, as far outside of that, though, the ticket count looks pretty much 50-50, but some sharp play early on TCU. And, and I agree because a lot of people were talking, <laughs> talking TCU down. You know, we opened up and all the sharp play came in on the frog. So, you know, it really negated all those discussions, I should say. But right now, it's all TCU. For the sharps, the, right, right, the right, ticket right. count's really even. Yeah. Well, that's who's probably betting a game that's several weeks away. That's right. You know, the, the public is probably not really looking at a game that's on December 31st. It's a very good point. They're going to walk in and they're still going to take, if it gets right. there, seven and a half. With Most TCU. of the money will come on, on New Year's Eve. The total, the, the, you guys opened 61 and a half. You're down to 59 and a half. Anything yeah. notable there? Or is that just adjusting with the Well, market? we saw right away, we saw a sharp bet over 59. We went to 61 off that bet because this is like right when we opened before there really was a whole bunch of a, a big market on the game, I should say. And we brought it back down because the, the wise guys came back the other way. So good two-way action on the total. Okay. I think it's very typical betting pattern. So we open these things up. You get a slew of bets come in for the first couple of days, and then it's, it's just quiet. It, mm-hmm. it goes off the, the, the you know chart for or everybody's you know menu for a couple of weeks, and then everybody starts picking up. I mean, Murray won't bet it until New Year's Eve. but I already bet the game. Okay. I already bet. Uh, I bet both the games. I couldn't wait, I Did guess. Did you lay nine and a half? Wait, no, I didn't because I was working on Sunday. I can't bet at work. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. All right. Uh, I haven't got the that. games yet. Uh, what about Georgia and Ohio State Peach Bowl? Six and a half, 61 and a half, the current numbers of the Super Bowl. I bet this one already. Okay. I laid it with Georgia. Were you at work when you bet it? Actually, I think it was. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm allowed to do that, though, because I'm okay. a media okay. member okay. and an influencer. <laughs> it's actually, uh, it is pushed upon me. Do it. We right. do edit this, right? Yeah, of course. Anything notable here? we get all that out of there. I'll ask you this, John, before we get out of here really yeah. quickly. Does this get to seven? Uh, I don't know if it will here. Okay. Uh, I mean, we, we, uh, so much of the market on this game was at seven. We put up six and a half on purpose because we thought seven was a little bit too high for this game. Ohio State would be favored against Michigan or TCU in the championship game what? if they win this game. Uh, <laughs> I, I think this number is a little high. And uh, if I had bet it on Sunday when the numbers came out, I would have bet on that side. But I couldn't because I was at work. Jay will chuckles at my shock. What? A lot of what? people would be, they, they lost at home. They shouldn't be favored. That's the way it works. What would you make Georgia and the Texans? <laughs> oh, that's kidding. a good one. Sorry. That's good for TikTok. 
<laughs> people like that on TikTok. Georgia minus yeah, four. Yeah. Thanks. Like, so. what do you make Georgia against the Bears? Yeah. Like, I'm, I, I'm really not sure. I haven't I, thought about it. Healthy Justin I Fields is gonna. Been. I don't know. Hey, yeah. the Bears screwed me on uh, on Sunday. I'll tell you that much. I would have gone four and one in the contest. Bears might have uh, might be up to a three point underdog to Georgia the way Justin Fields is playing. <laughs> <laughs> As always, you can follow us on social at Superbook Sports, Superbook.com. Stay on top of all the latest odds, boosts, and promos. And of course, please, if you like what you hear, take a second, like, rate, review, and subscribe. And we will be back with you next week for another edition of the Odds Makers presented by Superbook Sports. You've been locked into the Oddsmakers Podcast. The Oddsmakers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports, featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Jonathan Bontor. Hit our subscribe button, rate, review, and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the biggest events in sports. The Oddsmakers Podcast is a production of Green Roll Media. Green Roll Media, the world's premier sports betting podcast network.